this is the She Force Show with Amy Carlson, where you will find inspiring conversations and interviews, all to help you on your path to becoming more fit, more fun, and more free. Welcome to the show, She Force. I'm your host, Amy Carlson. Delighted to have my guest today, Alicia Skye, intuitive business coach. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you, darling. It is so fabulous to be here in your energy, in your world, getting to meet your people. What an honor. Oh, likewise. Thank you. So, why don't you start off telling us how you got started? Intuitive business coach. That's a pretty cool title. Thank you. You know, it starts with intuition, right? And it's funny, I, I, I'll give you the, the, the longer story longer, but you know, when I started life coaching and I was doing consulting in different businesses, my clients started calling me their psychic coach, their psychic life coach. And the wizard behind the curtain, you know, truth underneath all of that was I first got my start doing psychic readings and energy healing and cards and all that stuff. But I was too scared to go out there as an intuitive. And I, as if that's not the biggest deal in the world, I was like, I don't know if that's, that's, that's all I want to be. Right. And as I've grown and matured, it's the thing that I love and respect most really in the, in the universe is our ability to trust and listen to our intuition. So it's so silly that when I was younger, I didn't just go that way, but I trust the journey and the process. Cause here I am now with all my business skills and all the companies I've started successfully and how I've helped so many others expand their companies, I, I don't ever want to stop talking about how do we create? How do we grow? What are your dreams? How can I help you with your dreams? And then listening to that beautiful guiding force. So that's kind of the, the short story behind it. But with intuition, started with my mom, you know, and, and you're such a great mom, Amy. And I've had the privilege to know you for a couple of years at the time that we're meeting here today. And to, to hear the stories you've shared about your sons and your world and what it is to be such an incredible intuitive human yourself. You know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And that that mother energy is just the most powerful energy in the in the world, beyond the world. And my mom told me when I was a little girl that your intuition is real and to trust it and to listen to it. We used to play intuitive games and, and energy games and all sorts of things. So I grew up just knowing that that was one of my senses. And I didn't learn till later that most other kids didn't do that and didn't know that. And then as I got into coaching and as I got you know more successful in business, seeing the biggest mistakes people were making was they weren't listening to their intuition, right? Strategies are easy. You can Google them, you can download them, you can go to a webinar, you got it. Where the real work happens is when you start listening to yourself and taking action from there. I've noticed that so much myself. And when I feel off, I'm not paying attention to that. Usually. But we do. I, We're human. I know that you're, you have a big story about how intuition basically saved your life. You want to share that? Sure. Uh, let's see. It began, uh, so many moments, but the, the biggest turning point was when I was 24, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. And I believe that I got cancer from not really honoring the grief and giving it the space to heal. When my mother passed away, 
when I was 12. And, you know, just different trauma that all, that so many people experience in life it, with family, with self-esteem, with all sorts of stuff. And I just kept going forward, just go, go, go. And that, that go, go in me is, is one of the greatest qualities that I have, but it also was one of my saboteurs. And I was so ignoring my own health and energy and self-care, mental and physical. I really wasn't honoring my own mental and physical self-care. And I was putting the industry that I was in, I was acting full-time. I was putting the industry's opinions of me and, and their needs ahead of mine. You know, for example, uh, one time I had a medical procedure done. I was on the East Coast and I had a callback for a movie. And instead of actually healing, I just got on a plane the next day, even though the doctor was like, I don't know, the pressure could mess with your stitches and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't care. I need to get to this part. I even abandoned, I drove, I'd driven across the country. I abandoned my car and got on a plane and asked my boyfriend to drive my car back, which he was pissed about. So I could get to this callback. It wasn't even like a producer session, right? So that's how desperate I was acting to be an actor, <laughs> you know? And as we later learn, desperation cancels manifestation. And holy shit, Amy, can I curse on your show? I didn't ask you that before. Okay, great. We're adults. We're all adults here. Good life, right? We're adults. So that was one example of a thousand, putting so many things before my own health and not dealing with trauma, loss, grief, all that stuff. Where does it manifest? It manifests where we as women hold things so near and dear in our hearts, in our breasts, in our lungs, in this whole chakra right around right around here, right? That fourth chakra space for most. Some women hold it in their second chakra, their creativity and their sacral with their uterus and their womb and, and all those things. So um, I went on a long journey to figure out why did I get cancer? And that's what I came up with. And the more conversations that I've had with other cancer survivors and just people who have dealt with dis-ease, it's, it's unhealed grief, trauma, fear. It's where they store their shit, right? Now, I was 24, thinking, you know, I'm the most important thing in the world and everyone else should think that. And, <laughs> you know, chaos, 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 steamrolling. And I was in the shower and I felt a lump and I knew I just knew because I'd always learned to trust my intuition, even though as a as a you know young adult, I didn't always listen to it. This moment, I heard that voice loud and clear. You've got cancer. And I'm not a hypochondriac. I'm really not. I'm not like a WebMD addict. You know, I'm just like, oh, no, this feels different. And I could see into my body. There's a, a level of medical intuition that I carry. I'm so grateful for it. And I could see into my body what it was. And uh, I called my doctor got in a couple of days later, by then a second lump had formed in my armpit and that's where lymph nodes are. So I knew this was, was not good. She had said, you know, the lymph node thing kind of worries me, but let's just see how it goes. You're really young. It's probably just a cyst. And I said, I want a mammogram and a biopsy. And she said, well, you know, your insurance isn't going to cover that. You know, this was in 2005. There's a lot of restrictions around insurance and pre-existing conditions and all this stuff. So I just, Walked my happy ass across the street to the Beverly Hills Women's Center. I think it's called Tower Imaging. And I put my credit card down like I was buying a car. And I was like, I would like a mammogram and a biopsy, please. They're like, do you have a referral? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I charged that shit, got probably 20,000 sky miles for it. And um, turns out I had stage three cancer. And by the time I met with my oncologist a couple days later, she said, if we don't take care of this right now, you will be dead in a month. 
that's how fast it's growing. It was the it, it's stage three because it was because the size that it was and it was in two different spots. She's like, this this is spreading fast. So had I listened to my original doctor, who's amazing and I love her, but science at the time said women in their twenties don't get cancer, and this feels just like a cyst. You know, women have lumpy breasts, so there's misdiagnosis happening all the time. I can't even blame her. I respect her so much, but what I respect just as much, if not more, was my own intuition to listen because it saved my life. And now I get to help other women and I get to be here. Yeah. Yes. And you have multiple businesses. Would you say that you are, so there's this term like multi-passionate and other words, but what would you call yourself? I am creative. (laughs) <laughs> I am the essence of the divine feminine as are as are you and and you know anyone who is who is a woman or identifies as a woman right who chooses who chooses this energy we are inherently creative beings and it and it is our birthright right to receive and create and um my mentor Andrea Quinn taught me that who you probably already met and talked to and read her fabulous book and so being this divine receiver as we are the ideas never stop, right? So then you combine that with the go-getter, the go, go, go girl, right? Which now I understand from my human design is my manifesting generator, right? So you take that, I'm going to do whatever I want all the time, uh, plus layering in compassion and love and generosity and loyalty and all those things that, that you and I both are and with that creative spirit. How do I not do all the things I want to do? Right? I just, there's can't not do all the things. Yeah. So. When someone has a lot of ideas and a lot of passions, there are a a handful of processes that I work with them through the Brilliance Method, through my coaching programs, and even through Course Creation Clarity to nail down what's important now, right? What's your mission? What's your legacy? All those roads lead to the legacy, but where is it that you want to focus your time and energy now where you have the, the most experience, the most passion, the most connections? What will be profitable that you can then build on that? And then once that has legs, like once it's a toddler, then we could create the second life and the second business and nurture that. And then the first one, you have a beautiful team and support helping you run it. So then the second one shows up, right? And then it's like, okay, now we can nurture this one. You can have a dozen babies, right? They just have to all be fed, looked after, taken care of. There has to be a system in place. Um, So some of that I learned the hard way. You know, I messed up a lot. And one of the things about, having such creative energy and always going, going and creating. And I'm sure you can relate to this. And so many of your listeners can relate to this is when we are in constant mad scientist mode and we're creating, 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 sometimes we skip the little steps, which are right. The pieces, the systemizations, the hiring, the right people. And then, you know, it just starts to pile up and then you have to pause and go, Oh my gosh, I have cleanup, cleanup on aisle seven, right? There's so much (laughs) to fix. So now at this stage in my life and coaching others in business, I have systems in place. I'm consistently getting better with it. It's not perfect, but if, if nothing else, if, if anyone who's listening wants to start multiple businesses or has multiple businesses, I know you know this too, just pause and take the time to set things up properly. Do it with excellence. We talk about excellence. When we rush to do something, that's what we're doing. We're rushing. And I'm all about mindfulness, right? Mindfulness is the act of being present. It's not multitasking. So when we're rushing, we're usually kind of multitasking. And sometimes we're thinking about multiple things. 
And it's always a little bit messy, right? So the example I like to give, because we're animal people, right? You got a dog or a cat that yaks on the floor, vomits on the floor with excellence. When you clean it up, you get the paper towel and you wipe it and then you get some water and you wipe it and you get some spray and you wipe it and then you get another paper towel and you dry it off, right? Or maybe regular towels if you're very eco-conscious, okay? But there's multiple steps. You don't just grab the towel like my husband does until I've told him not to, right? Love him. Love him. He doesn't do it anymore. Okay. You don't just grab the towel and wipe it and leave. Like there's gross stuff on the floor. With excellence, we follow each step. Even if it takes a little bit longer, it's done right. And then later, we're not having to deal with the aftermath that we didn't do it properly in the first time. But I want to give some grace to that. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done mindfully. There is a difference. I hadn't put those two thoughts together. Mindfulness and excellence until just now. And it gave me a whole different view. I just, I felt my viewpoint change. Tell me what's yeah. happening. Yeah. I just, you know, for some reason, like you become aware of, of you go, okay, I had not thought of excellence in the same field as mm-hmm. mindfulness, but why not? And so now I've just got this curiosity, you know, for myself about, why not? But um, I'll have to explore that. But now I feel them hand in hand. So yeah, I know things will be even easier for you now. It's intention, right? Intention plus action is how we create. You have to intend it, believe it, want it, desire it, share it with the universe or people who love you and support you, and then take action on behalf of it. And then all your dreams manifest. There's a Quaker saying, that I learned um, when I I used to work at Keller Williams Realty. And I love Gary Keller and I love his book, The One Thing. And he, uh, at the time I was working, had this beautiful heart-led representative named Mo Anderson. And Mo shared a saying, which was, pray, but move your feet. It's an old Quaker saying, right? Pray, pray, but move your feet. So that means all the manifesting, all the secret, all the law of attraction, all all the forgiveness, all that, it, it is so essential to our evolution, personal and spiritual, but we have to change our behavior. We have to do something different. Pray, but move your feet, right? If you are, are praying or meditating or manifesting or letting go or like truly forgiving someone or forgiving yourself, then the action happens where you think of that person later and you no longer feel angry, right? You choose in the moment, even if it feels subconscious. You choose in the moment to just honor and reflect on your journey with them with love. And then you go through your day taking different actions. That's how our whole lives change. And I think you really hit it on the head for me anyway. Um, sometimes the mindfulness piece feels like stopping and it can be like, you know, it can be like stop and take a breath, but that part about pray and move your feet, you know, really puts the uh, mindfulness with the excellence for me. Yeah. You know, if you've ever sat with someone who was ill and then recovered, even if their recovery was temporary, you know, we, we sit around, we ask for prayers, we send prayer groups, you know, messages to please look and send light and love over this, this person. But what else do we do? We advocate for them. We ask questions. We make sure that doctors are communicating. We take action. So what mindful action, what's next for you? 
<laughs> in your creative journey. Oh my gosh. So I always have to go back to the win formula, right? Gary Keller, what's important now? Because in my five-year dream and plan and my big, hairy, audacious goals, uh, there's there's some big stuff there, okay? Uh, what's next right now is I am creating my own podcast. So I hope by the time uh, this is such a popular episode in the future, everyone goes and looks up my podcast and it's already many months old and, and go leave it five stars and a great review. It's going to be called Create Your Life. And I'm excited to shine a light on other people who are creating their lives of all industries. And I've had the privilege of being close friends with so many powerful, uh, when I say powerful, I mean like with their heart, you know, just shining, trailblazing entrepreneurs, uh, people in the celebrity space, writers, authors, um, moms, uh, just heroes, my superheroes, right? So I want to shine a light on all these people. Um, and I plan to do a nice mix of people with influence and people that have a small audience to shine light on on both. And I'm excited to get that started. Um, in my world, uh, we have the Trailblazer community, which is my Facebook group. So I invite everyone in your world to come and hang out with us. It's a free community. It's so beautiful. You'll see Amy promoting and doing her gorgeous stuff in there too. And in there is where you will find any events that I have going on. Um, so I'm always doing some sort of retreat <laughs> online or in person. So check that out. Um, my team is in place. Just, you know, those, those are kind of going on autopilot now, but each theme is different. Each intention and energy is different. Each learning is different. And um, I grow and expand every time I put my heart into those. So those things are happening. And uh, Course Creation Studios is happening. So, you know, one thing I've learned in being a producer in course creation for so many years, working with really, really high level, uh, you know, professors and academia and universities is people have the best intentions to make a great course. And most of them don't do it. Most of them don't take the action. And I get it. It's a lot of work. And having a video producer background, uh, we didn't even talk about that. I was in Hollywood as a producer for like 17, 18 years. Um, I know cameras, I know production, I know how to direct. So I just have that skill. It's one of my many businesses. And bridging that with course creation and my successful courses and having helping so many other people with successful courses, I'm just going to help them do their course. It's not, a, it's not a do it yourself. It's a done for you, done with you. So we have a whole production company ready. We already have clients that are in it, that are doing it, that are one just wrapped. Um, it's exciting. Just be like, I don't want to do this myself. I want someone to help me write my course and I want someone to film it and I want someone to edit it for me. Right. And it's and done. Then it's done, right? And if you want them to do the marketing, um, I have an agency that I can connect you with, and it's everything's there, worksheets, all the stuff. So uh, that's exciting. That's really, really, really fun coming up. I have so many things coming up, sweetie. I don't have a short answer. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. that's your creative spirit. Well, as we wrap up, do you have anything? Is anything coming to mind um, that you would like to leave the audience with from your heart? Sure. We were chatting briefly before we started filming. And one of the things that you mentioned was when I got started with doing wedding officiating and mindfulness, and I don't need to tell that whole story, but the, the moral of the story is that each piece of our life leads us to the next piece of our life. And there were so many moments in my life where I was broke or I was scared or I was alone or I was sick and I was all those human things. And even still, those moments creep in, right? The scarcity, the ego shows up to go, are you sure? Can you do this? Is it going to work? Those things always will happen. And as we expand and grow and evolve, 
We notice them less and we feel them less when we trust our intuition more and more and more. But the part of my journey about doing weddings and the mindfulness into corporate consulting and kind of how each thing led to the next thing, I want to remind anyone who is listening to honor and trust your journey, which means everything you've ever done, you have a skill, even if you don't realize it or recognize it, you have a skill that you are bringing with you from the last thing to the next thing that you're creating. And every yes has been supporting you and every no has supported you. Because even there there may have been some disappointing no's and rejections for jobs or opportunities, but had they been a yes, right? If they were supposed to have been, they would have. That no made you stronger and made you persevere and inspired you to connect and, and pivot and do something that has made you the incredible human that you are now, which is about to lead you to the next thing. So trust that, please, please trust your journey. And when you get a no, when you hear a no, when they say no or not right now, you want someone on your show and they're like, not yet, or they don't write you back, write four agreements. Don't take it personally. <laughs> exactly. And move on with honor and love for yourself. So it's the one thing leads to another. Trust your journey. Yes. Ah, oh, thank you for that. That that feels so good to um, end with. And for the audience, I always like to remind that information without integration just gets heavy. So what's one thing that you can take from this show today that you feel inspired to move your feet towards? <laughs> take action on. Yes. Oh, Alicia, such a delight to be with you. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your mindful excellence. Welcome. Thank you for being an angel in my life. Always. We're stuck with each other, babe. We are. Bye for now. And as we like to say here at SheForce, know yourself, be yourself, free yourself. Hey, thanks for listening to the SheForce show. If you'd like more information about what we do, you can go to our website, www.sheforcecoach.com. Dot com. Be sure to follow or subscribe to our show on your podcast app of choice. Until next time.